This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. Hello, I'm Mark Chapman. Before you get stuck into this podcast, I want to tell you about the Daily Euros. The Football Daily podcast is changing as we turn our full attention to the international stage. It'll be your daily dose of Euros analysis, debate and news as we bring you all the action with some of the biggest names in the game. We'll have reporters inside all the home nations camps bringing you interviews with the players, coaches and managers throughout the tournament. So join us and get ready for the Euros like no other on the Daily Euros. Listen on BBC Sounds. Now, back to your podcast. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley balls down the track, comes scoring this time, chicken axe. It's either six or out, it's six. Hello and welcome back to No Balls of Cricket Podcast with me, Kate Cross, and you, Alex Hartley. What are you sniggering for? Because we've just had a bit of an argument <laughs> off air. Off air. And, and because, I mean, I'm living in your house and I've just made myself a coffee and I used the mug with K on it. And you've probably nailed me for it and I feel a bit uncomfortable. Because, Al, I'm re- yeah, I'm uncomfortable about it as well because that is a personal mug that someone got me as a gift. And there's like six or seven other mugs that are just generic mugs that you could use. Quite happy. I'd be really happy if you use those. But you've chosen the one that has got my initial on it. Like, it's weird. It's not, it's it not weird. I needed a brew. I needed a brew. It's the biggest mug. It's not the, the biggest mug because like... I nicked one from Starbucks. And that's the biggest mug. That's still in there. Well, it's what the are you best lying one. for? So if this podcast is a shambles, it's because we've actually fallen out and there won't be an episode yeah, next Yeah, this week. might be our like first argument ever and it's live on a podcast. But yeah, just put that one to the back of the cupboard and don't use that one. All right, okay. I, d- I do apologise. Maybe I just subconsciously picked it up because I miss you. <laughs> oh, don't give me that. Don't give me that rubbish. I just really, I just, just nah, really miss you. That. Move on. But also, like, now I'm in your house and now I'm going to feel really uncomfortable about using everything No, just don't else. use anything that's got my personal name on it. Like, And then you got all sarky and you're like, oh, can I use this pint glass? Piss off. <laughs> Good to write. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good start. Welcome back to Noble. <laughs> Welcome back to Noble. It's a cricket podcast. Um, Crossy's grumpy today. I'm grumpy today. She just had a massage, so I'm worried she's not going to be very funny. I'm not grumpy. I was grumpy when I saw you using my mug. I'm tired is what I am, Al. And I genuinely... So today is Monday. Uh, We just played a one-day game yesterday. We beat India. And I've honestly woken up worse than some of the days in the test match. I wonder why that is. I suppose, like, it's more intense, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, actually, yesterday's game wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, but I know what you mean. It probably lacked intensity in some respects. But in terms of, like, as a fielder you're running around a lot more and you like yeah. run, I was running from long on to deep square to long on to like so I was all over the place yesterday um so yeah I'm just tired but a good first win on the board yes yes very good first win I'm, I hope I, you don't interview me this time I'm not I didn't no, like no, that I'm not week. I'm not into that but what I would like to say Crossy before we start this podcast properly is can I have a brew out of that mug no I'm joking <laughs> well bowled yesterday oh thank you thanks Al 
Yeah, you actually bowled really well. I had people texting me saying, bloody hell, Cross is bowling well. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she plays for England. <laughs> She's no, you know what? I, I said to you earlier in the week, didn't you? I didn't think I was going to play. I um, Obviously, there's like probably a spot up for grabs between me and Freya. And I was uh, not worried about it. I think New Zealand taught me that nothing is given in this environment and you've just got to work hard. But I genuinely do feel like I've been bowling as well as I have ever bowled. Um, and I just set myself up that if I wasn't going to play, it was going to be fine. I'd be a bit gutted, but there's nothing yeah. else I could have done. So you, you actually text me the day before being like, just going to go meet Henry for a takeaway beer. And I was like, oh, no, there's only one reason she's having a takeaway beer. And it means she's not playing. Yeah, yeah that was really weird. You were like, are you OK? I'm here if you need me. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just with people. Like, I'm just not texting you back. You're like, no, honestly, if, if you need me, I'm here. I'm like, I'm, well, but- I'm fine. I'm just not on my phone. Well, because you said you said in a group chat we're in, oh, I'm a bit flat, I'm starting to feel the bubble life. I was like, oh, no, she's gone. She's going. <laughs> well, no, I was just, I, I think panicked. I'm just, yeah, well, you definitely did. But I'm actually, I'm fine. I'm, I've said this to you in text, so you'll be bored of hearing this, but we've been in Bristol now for like 10 days. So I've been in the same hotel room for 10 days. We're not allowed, we can go get a coffee. There's one bar that does takeaway drinks that you can go to, but you've got to go sit on a train track. So... <laughs> It's just got a bit samey, to be honest. Honestly, Al, I've got a picture of me and Henry Two Fingers on a train track. And I was like, we should never put this anywhere because it looks awful. Oh, God. So you're it's a all used, right. That's it, it's a used, uh, a disused train track. Just letting people know I am fine. Right, good. I, I'm glad you're fine because obviously last year, bubble life hit you really hard. And well, team environment life hit you really hard. So when you said I'm a bit flat, I was like... Here, here, here we go again. We've also had a really weird week in terms of we've stayed in Bristol because we played the test here in the first ODI here. But there was a weird phase of like building back into cricket once we'd had a couple of days off from the test match. And the like the intensity that you have at those training days is quite low. And we mm. didn't have a proper like really competitive training session until the Friday before we played on the Sunday. So we were all kind of just waiting for that to happen. Whereas now we go in travel, train, play, travel, train, play for the rest of this yeah. series. So it's going to go a lot quicker, I think. Okay, well, that's good. And you're all right. So that's even yeah. better. I'm just grumpy because you used my mug. Yeah, just let it go. I, I'm actually using everything in this house. <laughs> yeah, but again, you wouldn't use I'm... something that was personalised to me. You wouldn't put my cricket shirt on, would you? I'll just go and take your knickers off then. <laughs> oh, don't make it weird. <laughs> don't make it weird. Anyway, just... no, we don't need to get into this. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I have done a thousand miles and I would, would walk, walk 500 walk thousand... miles. Oh, no, thousand miles. And I would walk 500 <laughs> more just to be Just to see, man. watch Crossy play cricket again and um, I'm actually really good thank you I am so tired because I've done a thousand miles up and down the country I've been Bristol Cardiff Manchester Bristol Cardiff Manchester Taunton Headingly 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 shall we talk about that shall we talk about Headingly drop that one in there right let's that's on my sticky note so I'm all right thank you right let's move on then get to your sticky note come on should we talk about Headingley? <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> Grossy, we beat Yorkshire, or Nor- Northern Diamonds, sorry, basically Yorkshire, for the first time in a very long time. At Headingley, at a double header as well, like, could there have been a better setting? And not only did you beat them, you pretty much thrashed them. 
we absolutely thrashed them. It was such a good game. It was actually a really crap game of cricket. Like we were 30, 40 runs shy of what we should have got because Emma Lamb set up a really good platform. We just kept losing wickets. Can happen. Um, so we were like, right, girls, we're, we're 20, 30 runs shy. Let's just go out and give it our all. And we like bowled them out for like 90 odd. Yeah, well, well, actually, me and Sophie were watching it. Me, Sophie, and Lauren Winfield put it on on the live stream and put it on the telly. So it was pretty cute. Actually, we had a little little mates date. But the the result at the end, where Yorkshire only lost by thirteen runs, I thought didn't reflect the game because you dominated them so much, and it just like Lammy, Lammy, for God's sake, Lammy, let someone else play the game. How good? Honestly, like for anyone that doesn't know, she got fifty odd. She took four for had a run out and took a catch. So she was pretty much involved in six, over half of the wickets and scored more than half of the runs. Yeah, and then we played two T20s as a warm-up game. She got 100 and a 50. Like, honestly, she's so good at the minute. She is in some form, isn't she? Good on her. And come on, you might as well talk about it now because it's been all over the internet again. It hasn't because I haven't milked this one because do you know what? It's just regulation for me these days, (laughs) Crossy. Do you know what? (laughs) Do you know what? I genuinely think the catch that we're talking about, the Specky catch that she took, hashtag Specky's only, that was a better catch than the one of the in the game that I was in, the one that did go viral. It was genuinely a very hard catch. It was. <laughs> it was so funny because the camera angle, you couldn't see if you caught it or not. So me and Sophie both watching it. And we're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, she's caught it. Oh, <laughs> it was like really surprising that you'd got it. Do you know, right, so... Beth Langston's trying to go over mid-off because Lammy's bowling and I'm at mid-off, specialist mid-off, just getting that in there. Although I love the fact that I was like, Crossy, I'm a specialist mid-off. You were like, no, you're going to be at fine. Like we've got Harmon Precore in the 100. Brilliant. No, you said that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I was just like, the ball's gone up and over my head. So I was like, right, if I just get my head down and chase it, I'll stop the four. And then I was like, oh, oh, here we go. And I just dived. And it stuck and it was such a fluke. And I stood up and I gave it the big ones, stuck my arms out to an empty stand. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was running around from mid on though and they gave you a bit of a like a hug, which was which was probably saved that celebration. But yeah, so it was one of them. They're awful catches, aren't they? You really dread them. When you're in the ring, you dread them going up and over your head. And in my perspective, Shafali Verma does a lot of that. She does a lot yeah. of sky in the ball and you're in the ring and you just think, right, get your head down and run. And then it goes for six. Yeah, but it was, um, you know what? It was a better catch than the one that went it viral. Was on, it, genuinely, much better catch. Hashtag Specky's only was pleased about. Then Thunder Cricket started trolling me about it on social media. I was like, why am I getting dragged into this? Well, I, I only can blame Thunder Cricket for your drop catch yesterday. Yeah, well, oh... I came off off the get off the match yesterday off the pitch and uh, I looked on social media and someone was like Kate Cross drops a catch wonder what they're going to talk about on the podcast tomorrow <laughs> brilliant I, lo- I love the fact that me and you can't do anything without this being mentioned without this podcast being mentioned I put my kit on yesterday you wore a blue suit and someone was like best friends best friends dress the same or something I was like no I literally get told what to wear like I have to wear this uniform <laughs> to play cricket what are you what is happening it's not like we've gone you wear that ODI kit and I'll wear that blue suit yeah so anyway I'll the kit for the T20s is like a red and a blue it looks a little bit purple so if you've got any suits that well that's good I've got I've got a fuchsia pink I'll wear it there you go nice right my sticky note you told me that on air in the test match you had a chat because you needed to fill some time about one of my life's theories 
Yeah, we did. And and we spoke about it for at least seven minutes and nobody really gets it. So I thought we could use the podcast as an amazing platform to explain what this theory is. And I'm a bit worried that you might have got it wrong. I didn't. No, I didn't. I made sure because I wanted to do you proud. Okay, right. So me and my old housemate, who I used to live with, she's called Beck, we have this theory that it was actually her theory, but I've adapted it over the years, that people... <laughs> stolen it. <laughs> Yeah, I've stolen it, but it's great. And I've got a podcast so I can tell people how it actually can. <laughs> but you can categorise people into two different categories. You've got pigs and you've got rats. And think of it as like a spectrum. So you've got pigs at one end, rats at the other end. And you base this on how facially they look. It's nothing bad. Neither one is better than the other. It's just how you look. I'm a rat and I'm happy with it. We'll get on to you in a minute because you're a bit different. So as you bring the... Well, we know that. What about my face? (laughs) Generally, pigs are attracted to pigs. Rats are attracted to rats. Very, very rarely will you see a pig and a rat together. We'll we'll have to maybe put some pictures up of of people when this podcast goes out. But let's let's do it in cricket. That might make it a little bit easier. Okay, so Stuart Broad is a rat. Yeah. And your shrub soul is a pig. Catherine Brunt is a pig. Nat Siver is a pig. I'm a rat. Sophie Eccleston's a rat. So you might get the gist. If you don't, doesn't matter. Anyway, very rarely will you see a pig and a rat together. And then we've. this is where we've adapted the theory. So there is a form of person, which is a, a hybrid, so a pig and a rat mixed together. And they're, they're called a wriglet. And you're a wriglet. And wriglets are generally found attractive to everyone. So you're, yeah. you've got a real, real piggy nose but a real ratty mouth. Yeah, I do. And so I ca- I'm, I'm compatible with pigs and rats. Yeah, so you, you will find pigs or rats attractive and pigs and rats will find you attractive. But if you're seeing, you're, you would just find rats attractive. I, my history is very ratty. But There's a lot you, of rats. So if you were with a pig, I would know that's not going to last. Potentially, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to last. Amy Jones, another pig. She's got a family of pigs. If you look at her family, there's a family of pigs there. So now what I want people to do is when they're just out and about now, from now on, if you're in a coffee shop or whatever, just look at couples and you'll see what I mean. You'll generally see that people together look similar, which is ultimately what the theory means. Somebody emailed in though and said, right, good theory, Hartley, but what about people like horses? And I was like, oh, they're very much ratty though. They're the rats. Yeah, exactly. They're the rats. It can be done that I've seen it before. I think I saw it on um, first dates where someone had the same theory, but they had fish and dogs. But I think that's quite loose. I think pigs and rats is very, like you can see who is a a clear pig and you can see who's a a clear rat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That it's a good theory. And let us know what you think because we're right. Yeah, we are right. And we want to get it out there now. So there you go. So it's out there. And on my sticky note, I had a really weird experience last week. So I had an email and I thought it was a spam email saying you've got you've got post at the pavilion from Old Trafford. And that was the email. And I was okay. like, that's weird. So I was like, oh, right. OK, so I popped in and said, I've got some post. It's Alex Hartley. And the woman went, oh, yeah, a bit strange. No balls to cricket podcast. I was like, yeah. Wow. I was like, I was like that's me. Anyway, <laughs> I got home and I was like, what on earth is this? What have I ordered? I thought it was a mug. I thought it was a hat. Like, have I, but I hope it's a mug. I bloody hope it is a mug with an A on Crossy. it. It's, it's worse than a mug with an A on it. Hi, Alex. 
I heard on your podcast that you've got dry feet. Oh Give my the sandpaper God. back. <laughs> Give the sandpaper back to the Aussies. Our creams will work much better. Best wishes, Tom. So, Tom from a company Sound has out. sent me um, five different types of heel balming cream. Wow. Dry foot skin. And that was one of the moments that made me realise that people actually do listen to this podcast. It's not wow. just me and you having a chat. And they've gone out of their way to send it through to Old Trafford. So that's nice, actually, because if people are sending things for our issues that we've got in life, like my bank balance is so low. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, it would be so nice if someone just maybe sent some cash to Old Trafford. <laughs> Kate Cross at the No Boss Cricket Podcast. Yeah. A brown envelope turning up. <laughs> I do, I do enjoy, I do, en- did enjoy the suspense stuff. Is it, has it worked? I'm not, I'm not dead, you see. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, maybe that can be our little update next week. Give it a go this week and see what All happens. Right. Yeah. Um, I've got another thing on my sticky note, which is so random. You will not believe this. Anyone that follows me on Instagram knows that me and Henry Two Fingers, to, oh, do, have we explained who Henry Two Fingers is yet on the BBC? We haven't, no. So someone made us a drinking game, long story short. Henry is our media manager within the England team. And it, it, we just mentioned him all the time, didn't it? Didn't we? So yeah. it became yeah. two fingers if we mentioned Henry in our drinking game. So he then just became Henry Two Fingers. So if you hear Henry Two Fingers, that's our media manager. So me and Henry Two Fingers went and visited a pier, which is not far from here. It's called hey, Cleve- poet and you didn't know it. <laughs> called Clevedon Pier because we had an afternoon off and we just thought, let's go do something. And this pier, ironically, happened to be Pier of the Year for 2021, so we expected big things from it. So we pay to get on, we go and wander down it. And as we're walking, we see that there's like plaques with people's names on them and various yeah. different things, like people got married, birthdays, happy birthday, John, happy, like that kind of stuff. And Very strange. Ki- it is strange, but a way of the pier to make money, so actually quite clever. Um, I actually found a Katie Cross on there, so I was buzzing about that. It wasn't mine. I don't know who don't know who Katie Cross is, but I claimed it. I then get a text from Nat Siver to say, My name is on that pier. I was like, No, no way, you're joking. She was like, Yep, halfway down on the right. Because her godmother or godfather when she was young bought her the plaque. And so she's no. a Natalie Siver on Clevedon Pier <laughs> and me and Henry were just there taking the mick out of all of it. And Nat's actually got a plaque on it. That Siva is on the pier, like genuine. Yeah, genuinely. My favourite plaque that I found, though, was um, it said, Shirley snogged Shane here, 2012, and they put the date on it. And I put a plea out on Twitter, but I've not had any results yet. But I really want to find Shirley or Shane and see what the story was and find out. <laughs> and are they still snogging? Are they still snogging? What happened next? What? Why did they snog on the pier? Why are you going to Clevedon Pier to have a snog? Yeah, very odd. So... Shirley or Shane from Clevedon Pier 2012, if you are out there, if you listen to the podcast, please get in touch with us because we want to get you on. Do we? We want, we want the story, yeah. All right, Crossy wants you on. <laughs> yeah, I want the story. Shirley or Shane it was. Now, I know we said we weren't going to be very crickety today, but I have got something that I feel like we need to talk about and it's gonna, it is going to be quite, it's going to be quite a serious subject. Okay. So when we were at Headingley the other day, just when we beat Northern Diamonds. Yeah, nice. Get it done. Get it the groundsman, I was just in the middle and I was just talking to a couple of coaches and the groundsman said, who's the captain? So I was like, oh, that, that's me. I was like, is there anything I can help you with? Now, we were playing on a wicket 
and the men were playing after, but on a different wicket. So like four pitches down. Okay. And the groundsman said to me, oh, is it all right if none of your fielders field on that wicket? Are you joking? So I laughed at him because I thought he was joking. I went, ha, 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 yeah, good one. Shut up. And he mumbled under his breath and he was like, no, seriously, can nobody field on that wicket? I went, well, if you want, I'll get everyone to mark middle for you as well. And he genuinely, genuinely asked us not to field on the wicket. So I said, no, go and cover it. What on earth? What? How does he expect a game of cricket to happen and you just avoid that wicket? I was like, oh, you're going to tell Joe Root not to field the extra cover because he's got, got a game the next day on that different pitch. I was like, what is happening? What on earth? Do you know what? We make so many amazing steps in the women's game and then things like that, you just realise how much further we've got to go, don't you? Like, that is appalling. That is so bad, isn't it? Just put a bit of Hessian down. So, and (laughs) Why do you know the word Hessian? Because someone was like, just just put the Hessian down. (laughs) Wow, Al, that could mean anything and you're just copying them. (laughs) Yeah. But then I was just like, I'm the sort of person... If you know me or you don't know me, that if you ask me to do something outrageous like that, I'm more likely to put a fielder on that wicket. So I was but, like, but, but it also was you exactly cross it. It was exactly where cover and extra cover. Would I was be. just going to say you shouldn't have to plan your game of cricket based on where the groundsman doesn't want you to field. Yeah, he's like, I don't mind you like running on it to pick up the ball, but can you not have anyone standing on it? Oh my like, god! Jesus. What? Well. No, I'm not. That's just absolutely outrageous. I know, I know. And I knew it would annoy you. So I have got a lighter note to finish my sticky note on. Okay. So my dad came up with it, actually. And it's catchphrase for Al and Crossy. Do you know when dads come up with ideas and you go, go on then, dad. Tell it me. What do you want me to do on the podcast? What do you want me to say? Thinking I'll just ignore it. And quite often we talk about mental health on this podcast and how me and you have each other. Yeah, And we always talk about each other. And my dad said, you should come up with something that reminds everybody that's listening, remember, if you don't have anybody, you've got us. Me and you. Yeah, so because people will listen to this and think that they're our friends because we're just talking to them. Yeah. So for them to remember if they haven't got anybody, they have me and you. That's really sweet, actually. And on that note, I had a really amazing message in my DMs last night. We get a lot of really bad DMs, don't we? Um, yeah, I got this amazing message from a girl who came and watched our game yesterday at Bristol and she's not very well, bless her. She's, um, you know, she's going through some things herself and she spoke about the podcast and how much it's helped her and how much she really appreciates me and you being role models in the women's game. Um, and it just, it was just amazing. So I'm going to send her a shirt because I thought no one should be going through anything like that. So I'm going to get the girls to sign a shirt, but yeah, that's very true, actually. We used to get that a lot, didn't we, in lockdown last year. A lot of people were saying how they, like, they've missed either the dressing room banter or they've missed seeing their friends. And actually, the podcast reminded them of that. And it was just like a... like a. So I think someone described it as a little hug once. It was like getting yeah. a hug on a Friday. We used to send this out on a Friday and they used to look forward to their little hug on a Friday. Yeah, so I thought it was actually really sweet and we should probably use it quite a lot. So if you haven't got anybody, you've got us. Yeah, and actually our inbox is always open and you can email us on noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk It's, it's so, so good. good, they, they said, said it, it twice. twice. While we're talking about our emails, shall we go upstairs? 
Yeah. Oh, let, first of all, let's congratulate Sue for being the first female to be an official at a men's match, by the way. Round of applause for Sue. See, yes, Sue. And did you see the little smile on her face yeah. the whole game? I love I, that woman. I was talking to her about it because she did our game yesterday. I was talking to her about it at Square Leg and she just said it was brilliant. She said some of the lads were a bit shy, didn't know how to kind of go about it. Other lads were brilliant. Apparently Johnny Bearstar went out of his way to have a real chat with her. Um, but yeah, she said she loved it. So good on you, Sue. Um, I still, I think we should then dedicate this one to Sue. And she's probably going to be listening. So let's go upstairs with Sue. Hi, Kate and Alex. Um, I've got a few questions and apologise if I use the wrong terminology. As batters, what do you talk about when you meet up in the middle of the wicket? Is it tactics or are you just having a chat? Well, it's a bit of both, isn't it? it it's funny, isn't it? Because like, what do you talk about when you meet up in the middle? It's funny that you even do that. Yeah, like after, after every over, you're like, hi, was that all, all right? right? And Did do a little do fist well? bump. Yeah. But yeah, it is a bit of both. I think some people need the tactics, don't they? Some people need the cricket chat of like, right, this bowler does this. How are you going to score runs? Where's your boundary option? Other people like me, I'm just like, what are you doing for tea tonight? Have you got any plans <laughs> this weekend? What are you up to? I always go out to the middle and I'm like, long time no see. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> she says, as a captain, would you always choose to bat first or does it depend on the weather, opponent, location, etc.? Um, it actually depends on all of the above, doesn't it? You know, depends on if you're more comfortable as a team chasing or setting. If your opponents, like, so if you you coming up against England men in a T20, you'd want them to bat first because England men love chasing. Yeah. Weather dependent. We swing bat- weather conditions. We generally bat first in ODI cricket, and we bowled first yesterday um, because there was weather around. We thought that then chasing would help with Duckworth Lewis that kind of thing so yeah it's quite tactical isn't it yeah and it, it's quite often you you know what you prefer to do as a team but sometimes you you have to mix it up for other reasons and she says finally as best friends would you rather be in the same team or on opposing teams oh 100% the same team yeah I, oh, I couldn't have you I genuinely couldn't play against you now I don't think nah I'd get the giggles and also like I love it when you're bowling I'm at, I'm at mid off and we're just like just talk absolute shit. Yeah, very true. Don't we? Like, there's so many pictures of me and you going back to your run-up mark and I'm just passing you the ball and we're just laughing and smiling. Yeah. Speaking of that yesterday, Sophie Eccleston, when I was bowling, because I bowled quite a long spell, didn't I? I bowled seven overs. Eccleston was like, right, come on now. And I didn't take a wicket till my seventh over. She was like, right, come on now, Crossy, do something. Yes! And I was really hoping that I took a wicket so that I could do the point and point to her. But you didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. But she took that's a catch right. for me. That was nice. We got that's a Lancashire good. wicket. The 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 crossy do something is stuck though because everybody says it now. Like yeah. I get tweets being like, Alex Hartley, crossy, time to do something. <laughs> nice. It's stuck. I like it. <laughs> Greetings, Alan Kate. Oh, different. I started listening to the podcast last week. It's great, by the way. In one of the early episodes, Kate ex- expressed her joy with the game theme hospital, which I was delighted with because it's an absolute classic. I thought I'd ask if she'd played Two Point Hospital, which is essentially the new version with shinier graphics, new diseases, and I wholeheartedly recommend it. That was the one. That was what I was playing in lockdown last year that got me, I was up till like 3am playing it. And do you remember when I started uni, I had to delete the game because 
I was too nervous that I'd spend too much time on the game and not on my dissertation. Yeah, and you spent money on it and had to ring your dad asking for a tenner for a pint of milk. No, that was a different game. That was, that oh, was, was a it? different game a couple of years ago. That was a bad time. We, that was a bad time. Anyway, <laughs> vaguely, I have a cricket question just to keep it kind of relevant. If you had to have a walk-on song when you came out to bat, what would it be and why? Belter by Jerry Cinnamon. <laughs> she is a belter. You are different from the rest. I am different from the rest, yeah. What would yours be? Um, I've been asked this question so many times and I've, I've never thought of an answer. It's hard, I mean, isn't I... it? Because you've got favourite songs at the moment, but you want to try and have a song that is related to like you or your name. Like Heather Knight goes out to the rhythm of the night, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, you could I could go out to a remix of You Can Call Me Al. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I'll do that, but it needs to be remixed. We've got Jax Jones for the 100, so I might get him to... Give it a bit yeah. of a spin. Becky Hill might sing it for you as well. I wish her well. <laughs> I really enjoyed Heather Knight's comment on the I didn't go down that well, that. did it? I deserved more. Bless her. It did. This doesn't say hi. What changed in your routine outside of training to get you both to the next level? For example, was it gym, change of mentality, or a specific experience? Thanks, Kath. Um, for me, it was probably... A mixture of a few experiences really I kept getting knocked down and knocked down dropped from academies got told I wasn't good enough and I just really wanted to prove people wrong I loved cricket and wanted to be the best so I left Langston now and went and joined Middlesex to play division one cricket yep. and I just thought I'm gonna give this my all um and then I can never die wandering basically yeah, I think I was similar. I think recently it's been more the fitness side of it. I think I've found it so much easier now that I'm fitter. Um, but to get to the next level, it it was probably someone taking a bit of a a punt on me. Um, yeah. I've already I've always spoke about John Stanworth in the Lanks Academy, and that was quite a brave move from him. But I think if that hadn't have happened, I genuinely don't think I'd have taken my cricket as seriously as I did then, um, because mm-hmm. I knew that there was an opportunity to get to the next level. Um, but the, yeah, it's a bit of everything, isn't it? It kind of all goes into one and there's probably a phase in everyone's life where they realise they've got the chance to go to the next level and it's just how you react to that, I think, and how seriously yeah. you take it. I One thing I always, always thank my parents for, though, they they never pushed me into anything or never made me make any decisions. Something that really stuck with me as a kid was I came home from school one day and said, I don't want to go cricket training. My mum was like, well, do you think I want to take you cricket training? She said, well, if you don't want to go, I'm not going to take you. Yeah. And, I, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like she's taking me because I want to be there. Yeah. You see, we see it a lot now, actually, don't we? With Especially with a lot of the younger Lanx girls coming through, you can really see whose parents are like more desperate for them to be there than the kid actually is. Yeah. And you, you kind of just want them to like just lay off a little bit and just let them find their own way. Because cricket's such a such a strange sport in that regard that it's, it is Marmite. You either love it or you hate it and you're either really passionate about cricket or you kind of don't understand it whatsoever. And it's also a game where you fail more times than you succeed. Yeah. It's, yeah. Such, a, it's such a weird sport. But you can, you can tell parents that are pushing their kids and eventually they're just going to push their kids away. Yeah. And there's also too much cricket that you can do because it is such a, a, like the long format of the game. Yesterday for us felt like a short game and we still played for seven hours. <laughs> You know, we still stop for food halfway through. It's that long. So, yeah. like, it's such a... It takes up so much of your time and there's so many aspects of your, your game that you need to train that 
you don't need to kind of push that other element of like the mental side of it either. Just let kids find their own way. I've got one here and it says from Anonymous. Oh. Mm. Hi both. As always, I love the podcast. Alex, I loved and was impressed with the American accent. What a throwback. Throwback. I can't even think how to do my American accent now. Oh my God. Oh my God. When playing both county and international cricket, do you have to make your own way to the ground? What's your favorite service station? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite servo? (laughs) When you're stopping at grounds, which servo do you like to go to and why? (laughs) I love Cobham services. Great, great services for choices of food. But we've stopped at, I reckon. Do you know what? This would be an interest. It wouldn't be interesting whatsoever, actually. How many of the service? <laughs> how many service stations do you reckon we've stopped at in this country? All of them. All, All of yeah. them. Yeah. I wonder if there's one we've not stopped at yet. I did go to a new one the other day. Yeah. And it 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 brought me great pleasure. It's interesting, and it's quite a sad life that we lead when we're getting excited yeah. about service stations. Do you remember when like we couldn't drive and like my mum would take us to cricket games and we used to play guess what's at the service station? Yeah. So you'd have to guess the type of petrol, guess if there was a McDonald's, a KFC, a Subway, or guess if there was an M&S or a yeah. WH Smith's. Or guess what coffee it was. Yeah, we, again, real sad. This time, is what cricket yeah. is. So sad. And then one time we were driving home and it's like a four hour drive, but the... The, the servo didn't have the sign on it so my mum drove into the service station to see who had won the game and back no. out <laughs> yeah bad times tell you what another one of my favourite ones is is Nutsford because I know I'm near home when I get to Nutsford I'm literally 10 we know minutes we're from off my at house the, yeah. yeah I'm off at that junction yeah. so I know um, Gloucestershire services I've been past it 15 times in the last 7 days good services because it's that farm shop one it's all really healthy oh I'd never stop there well so there's one there you go. Um, in terms of driving ourselves, it depends, doesn't it? In COVID times at the minute, we are getting coaches to games, but we drive ourselves to training. Um, but you're driving yourself everywhere, aren't you, as Thunder? We are. Um, but if we've got a big away day, like let's just say we're going to Loughborough or down south somewhere, we will most likely get coach. Right. Hi, Kate and Alex. Firstly, congratulations on a thrilling test match. I even made it to day four to attend my second ever cricket match and it was great, even if the result didn't go England's way. When a throw's coming near the stumps, do you like to grab it and knock it off with your hands or hope for a direct hit and risk overthrows? I can never work out how anyone can judge it effectively. All the best, Daniel. Now, you're the worst person to ask this question to because I've never, ever ever seen you gather a ball at the stumps (laughs) without dropping it or without just palming it to the next person yeah um i'm uh, i'm a professional cricketer and it hurts when someone throws the ball at the stumps it hurts i just leave it (laughs) yeah you always leave it and then you get eggy if it goes for like overthrows but you never make an attempt to stop it i've start i've started being braver and i've started to try and like gather it and flick it on right so Daniel, thanks for the email. This is genuinely something that we practice a lot in training. Like, it is a skill to be able to know what to do. And you see there's loads of different techniques to it. Owen Morgan gets side onto the stumps. Sarah Taylor used to get in front of the stumps. I've seen a few wicket keepers behind the stumps. Um, but you just practice and practice and you kind of get an idea of then what he's going to hit. Uh, did you see Sam Billings' direct hit, which Chris Wokes left? 
Billings has launched one in from the boundary, stopping a two. And Chris Wokes is at the stumps and he leaves it right at the last second and it's a direct hit, which I genuinely think was a... I know we love Chris Wokes and we're going to sing his praises, but it was a genuine skill from him to be able to know where his stumps were, to know to leave that ball. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, I just always think, oh, if I'm in line with the stumps, the ball must hit and it very, very rarely hits. Yeah, very rarely. But- Hello, Alex and Kate. Hard luck on losing the first match of the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. <laughs> it was a great comeback in the second game, especially with Kate scoring 40-odd. Very impressive. Thank so, you. They're impressed with your batting. Crossy comeback, you know. I think England have the best 11. One of our coaches said this to me the other day. They were like, what number do you bat for your regional team? So I said, oh, about six or seven. It's like seven normally. He's like, bloody hell, we bat deep, don't we? He's like, you're coming in at 11. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am. And I'll scoop the first ball. <laughs> Every time. Anyway, anyway, my question is, do you both collect cricket memorabilia? Like Sorry? signed jersey memorabilia. <laughs> do you both collect cricket memorabilia? Hold on. Like signed jerseys, bats or other things. What are your most special ones? Other than Alex's World Cup final jersey, of course. What is the weirdest... bingo. <laughs> what is the weirdest item of memorabilia you have seen someone keep? Good luck for the hundred. I am rooting for your success. Um, you you have some cricket memorabilia in your bedroom because it's something I hate. What have I got? Oh, it's not memorabilia, is it? It's it's a cricket bat photo frame. Oh, th- this isn't fair, Al. That my sister got me that as a present, and you were like, "That is ugly." And I was like, "Well, it's the it worst was a present." Thing. And Jen listens to this podcast, so she knows now that you're going to hate it. I do, Jen. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, bless! Don't be mean. You're so horrible sometimes. You. <laughs> Going back to the question, uh, I don't really collect oh. memorabilia. I'll keep things that are mine. So obviously, like trophies and shirts and stuff. If I've made, de- I've kept all my debut shirts, and I've kept if I've taken a five for I've had that shirt signed. Um, but I've not. Re- I've got one stump like from my ashes but that that's it really. Alex Blackwell's off stump <laughs> yeah it actually wasn't Alex Blackwell and I keep telling everyone it was but it was Jess Cameron but either way oh Alex Blackwell sounds better yeah nothing yeah. Ag- nothing against Jess Cameron no. obviously Jess um, Duffin now I don't think I know of anything that's in fact I tell a lie oh my gosh this is weird okay so I went over and played cricket in Perth for two seasons and a guy on Twitter got in touch with me called um, Perth hammers so he's a west ham fan and basically loved my dad loved the fact that dad played and he was like is your dad coming over at all you know coming over to australia to watch you play so i was like yeah he's actually coming over for christmas this year like maybe you can meet him this guy put on like an an evening with my dad in a pub in perth and all the west ham fans from perth came to meet my dad and then he invited him to his house to see the cave it was described as the cave Al, huh? this room was wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling, West Ham memorabilia. It had a West Ham memorabilia duvet. He had seats from no. when, from the the, um, the old Berlin ground. He, like, he had shirts. He, and he made my dad sit in the room and have a photo. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, you are never coming out of there. It was oh, the weirdest God. thing. Like, is his wife allowed in there? No, no one's allowed in there. Literally, him and anyone that played for West Ham is allowed in that room weird oh my god so weird bit of an speaking, lbw i was going to say speaking of lbws should we go on to the uh, little bit weird section yes let's i've got one here it says i have got a fear of stickers 
No, yes, I'm a, on the same one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a real thing. It's called Pitakion. Oh, God, I'm glad I'm reading this. It's called Pitakion phobia. You've got a fear of stickers. <laughs> Whenever I'm in a situation where someone may put a sticker on me, I have to fib and say I'm allergic to the adhesive. It's mostly because of the fear, but it's also a little bit related to trying to hide the embarrassment. I don't know if it's related to my sticker phobia, but when I'm peeling the lid off a yogurt pot, if the whole lid doesn't come off, I can't eat the yogurt. Something <laughs> freaks me out about it. I mean, stickers don't necessarily go on the skin. <laughs> Well, whenever I'm in a situation where someone may put a sticker on me, how often in life are you in that situation? It's not, it's not like, I don't have a When you lot, go to the it? dentist at the age of 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, weird, very weird. I like a sticker. I used to do the Euro sticker books and stuff like that. Tops are bringing out 100 stickers, aren't they? Yeah. They, uh, yeah. they got in touch with me the other day. We need to talk about that, actually, because our ratings aren't right. But yeah, they, they got- are. They they are. Got, your batting is higher they, they, than they, mine, not okay. They are bang, they are bang on. <laughs> they got in touch with me and they're going to send me a giant sticker of me. No. How cool, yeah. You can stick it over your cricket bat. <laughs> so, I don't know if you remember, or well, we had somebody say that they wear dirty underwear to run in the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you put a fresh wear on and run, you'll have to get changed and then they'll be all sweaty. A solution for this LBW is to wear two-in-one shorts with a full inner layer, therefore requiring no underwear. Mm, I don't think that's a solution. I, I still think you would then just have to wash your shorts. Yeah, you definitely would. Um, also, they they never seem that snug, those wiry bits in, the, in men's shorts, so... I'm and not, also, not... like, something's definitely popping out the side. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You don't um, want to be running down the street and be like, my d fell out. <laughs> <laughs> right, I got one here. It it might be an LBW, but also I am a little bit OCD. I normally buy socks with small figure slash symbols on the side. It might be a figure of a plane or a symbol of something similar. Seeing as the symbol is on one side of the sock while the other side is just black... I always must have the symbol on the side facing away from my body. So on the left foot, I have the symbol on the left side. And on the right foot, I've got the symbol on the right side. The other day, I must have been a bit tired while putting my socks on. And after a couple of hours, I discovered that the symbol on my right foot was on the left side. So I immediately had to change my socks to get it right. Cheers from Norway, Erling. Yeah, I, I am with him. I am really? so with it. Yeah, if I have a pair of socks, she says in not match socks i was gonna say you never match your socks but if i've got a certain brand of socks i do i have the the branding on the outside well yeah i think that's that is normal because if you've got a sporty pair of socks let's say you're gonna have with them a tick on the, with a tick yeah you're gonna have them on the outside yeah that makes sense but i'm not buying symboled socks no, I mean, I, got, buy, like, what, I buy a certain brand of sock which have a symbol on and then I wear it on the outside. Yeah, that makes sense because then people can see the symbol. But I'm not getting like a, a maverick pair of like Wallace and Gromit socks and having <laughs> to have them on the outside. In fact, I'm putting them straight in the bin. Yeah, buy them, get in the bin. <laughs> get in the bin. Hi, Alex and Kate. Love the podcast. I always listen to it at work. It never fails to make me laugh. 
I've found the last month hard, but I realise that there are a lot of people who've had it a lot worse than me. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is watching live cricket in stadiums. I've got a couple of LBWs. When I used to have cereal, usually some kind of frosted flake, I wouldn't put milk on it. My housemates at uni thought that this was incredibly weird and they still think so 15 years later. One of my housemates had his own. He liked to put ketchup on a roast dinner. I think mine's probably worse though. So hang on, he... Paul would just have dry flakes. I knew someone once who used to have water on cereal. Nah, nah. That's not okay, is it? Yeah, that's awful. I'd rather Um, have dry cereal than watery cereal. Yeah. Would you rather have dry cereal or ketchup on a roast dinner? Ketchup on a roast dinner. But even that, I I think that's weird. But you do that, don't you? Yeah, I do. You put mayonnaise on it as well, don't you? Yeah, no, 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 not on my roast dinner. I put mayonnaise with lasagna and I put mayonnaise with my Chinese. Oh, yeah, oh, that makes it all right. Less weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Last night I got a Chinese and I got salt and pepper chicken, crispy beef, chips and a big dollop of mayonnaise. Ah, oh, weird, weird. Hi, girls, really love the podcast. I live with my housemate and I tend to use her personal mug and she finds it weird. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. What do you think? Thanks, Alex. I was listening going, God, that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) You're an I know. Go and clean that mug for me. I am going to clean it. I'm going to make another brew. I'm going to go for a run. And I'm going to put that mug next to my pillowcase. (laughs) (laughs) guys we hope you've enjoyed the episode please please get in touch we need some emails you can email us on noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk and we'll see you next week for more fun and we've got a little guest for you lined up so surprise and remember if you don't have anybody you've got us you've got us bye bye and cross strikes in the first over it's what England we're looking for Hartley bowls down the track, comes scoring this time she connects. It's either six or out, it's six. BBC Sounds, music, radio, podcasts.